I feel the word is, well, it's always, the word is alive and active. And, but I particularly feel sensitive today that the word is alive. And I feel it kind of running this way and that way in my belly right now. And so the way it might come out, it might be alive. You might have to catch it like, like this. Usually at this time of year, we all do a little bit of a self-assessment, a, a, a health checkup. And we kind of look at ourselves sometimes a little bit too much in the mirror and we say, well, you know what? There's some habits that maybe I can can change for the for the goal of living a healthier lifestyle. And we want to give our, our bodies the best opportunity to live well. Today we're going to do a bit of both. But I want to ask just the question about our, how is our spiritual health doing? And often when you go to a doctor, where's the first thing they shine that little light? In your eye. And then they take the light and they shine it in your ear. And then they'll, they'll stick, a, stick on your tongue and see what's inside. And then they take like the coldest thing, if they're nice, they'll warm it up for you before they stick it in your back. And, and they listen to your heart. I want us to, to do a little checkup around these three things today. And measure if we're growing. It is so neat this week that all these verses that the Lord has been bringing to my heart or through other people, that it's alive and they, they connect. So our eyes, our ears, and our heart. And imagine that. There's actually a few verses in the Bible that brings all these three together. And we'll start there. See how fast your fingers are, Ms. Grace. Proverbs 4, 20-27. My son, pay attention to what I say. In this version, it says, turn your ear to my words. Don't let them out of your sight. So ears, sight, then keep them in your heart. Apparently, in terms of your spiritual health, these three are closely interconnected. Next two verses, for their life to those who find them and health to one's whole body. Above all else, guard your heart for everything you do flows from it. Alright, 1 Corinthians 2 verse 9. No eye has seen. No ear has heard. And no one's heart has imagined all the things God's prepared for those who love Him. Hmm. Matthew 13. 14, 14:15. This is a, a sick body. You will ever be hearing but never understanding. You will see but never perceive for your heart was calloused. So they hardly hear with their ears and they have closed their eyes. Otherwise, they actually might see, they actually might hear, and they actually understand in their heart. Huh. Huh. 
Let's check our ears. Let's check our sight. Let's check our heart today. Why? Well, on watch night service, there's a few people that begin to share what we feel about this coming year. And shortly after Tinny shared about her 20 plus stories about 17, how the Lord would continue to drop hints and fingerprints of I'm here, I'm here, I'm here through her senses. Papa Albert came and said, We need to see this year. Where God is, see the things where God is. We need to ask the Lord, show me in every situation. Because the question is, are we seeing God's glory in our everyday? And then another voice, I think it was Uncle Peter said, the Lord wants to increase the awareness of His presence. That our natural senses and our spiritual senses would be open, as this is a year of the door, the door to the heart is our eyes that would be open. And then the Lord spoke through Papa Emil and said, This year, be ready to experience supernatural experiences and be in a mood of supernaturalism. 然后呢,爸爸一秒也说,在今年我们要预备经历超自然的经历,要有一个超自然的生命。And then on January 7th, when all the city met together, not all, the renewal family met together as a city, the Lord spoke and said, be anticipant. 然后呢,在月7号,我们有联合崇拜的时候呢,透过爸爸一秒就说,我们要有期待的心。So how do I get ready for this fullness? Let's start with our senses. Remember when Jesus walked by the boat, it says he intended to walk past. When these guys were in the boat fishing, Jesus like, intended to walk past the boat. And while these guys were fishing, they looked up in their senses. Is that Jesus? Or is, or is that a ghost? Their senses were tuned, but not completely. However, if they relied, or if they missed the actual sense, they could have missed Jesus entering the boat. In order for Jesus to come into the boat, they had to call out, Come into the boat! Could it be there are times when the Lord is near and He's actually speaking to our senses, but we miss it because we don't think what we're seeing is true. Some of you, I'll ask, how do you feel when the presence of the Lord comes into the room? For different ones, some of our senses, we might feel a, a, a weight or tingly on our hands. Oftentimes, even me, like if I'm speaking, I feel a wave just wash over me. Other times, it's like this pressure begins to build in, your, in my belly. There are senses the Lord speaks us because His God's first language isn't words. It's pictures and dreams. The 90% of how He speaks to us has been through dreams. And He uses other things like our senses as well. The word anticipant I saw an athlete. 
An athlete needs to be in good shape. But when you're anticipant, you are in ready position. If you play sports, this is ready position. Your body is slightly tensed and you are balanced. And you're ready to respond. If you're on defense, however your opponent moves, you anticipate their move and you get there before they do. If you're on offense and you have know how to anticipate, you can be where the play before it develops, you can be there before the ball gets there because you know that's where it's going. But we need we need a healthy body in order to do this. And in the spirit, if we're on defense, if we can anticipate what the enemy might want to move, we can shut that door before he gets there. And if our eyes are fixed on heaven, we begin to see the play develop. This is what the Lord wants to do. I move there before the ball gets there. Now, careful, we're not moving before the Lord gets there. The Lord is moving. We are seeing the play develop and we're making ourselves available for that move. And anticipating has to do with seeing. Now we can also anticipate for the wrong kingdom. If we had a horrible year last year, or we've had a series of, say, even uh, uh, bad things, let's say um, we've been fired three times from our job. We might anticipate at any time me doing this job, I'm going to get fired. When you anticipate the negative, you're putting your faith in the wrong kingdom. God's word needs us to agree with it to bring it into being. The enemy may have power but has no authority. If we agree, we give the enemy authority for his lies and it begins to bear fruit. So we need to anticipate and see well. Sometimes, um, they've actually tried to, uh, for motivation, they try to get kindergartners to brush their teeth. And they did this test. They showed one group of kindergartens rotten teeth for a whole week. Like, Black and yellow, missing teeth. And they said, if you don't brush your teeth, this is what your teeth will look like. And for the first few days, kindergartens were furiously brushing their teeth. But another group, they showed kids healthy teeth. They said, if you brush your teeth, this is what your teeth will look like. And it turns out that the positive image reinforced behavior that was sustainable. But the negative one that shocked them was not sustainable. And this all has to do with watch what you see. We'll get into that. Now, as Christians, even when we go through some of the prophetic training, sometimes we see, we anticipate, sometimes we discern. And there are times that we may discern things 
um, that are that are bad or evil. But you see, with every report, there's the Father's report. Remember the ten spies? They spied, they saw, they discerned. This is good, but it's actually, those guys are too big, it's actually not good for us. We will die. But there were two that discerned the same, they saw the exact same thing, but they brought the Father's report. What's that to say? We can discern what is evil, but we are not bound by it. You may say, every time I get a job, I'm fired. You are not bound by that anticipation. It depends if you're putting rotten teeth in front of your eyes or healthy teeth in front of your eyes. Now, this story came like three from three separate people in three different places. So I think the Lord is speaking through it. And it's the curious story of Laban and Jacob. And it happened to be in our uh, Zion daily reading as well. All right, so to condense this 14-year story, Jacob was now looking to be paid by his father-in-law. But having known Laban and being a deceiver himself, Jacob kind of knew this deal with his father-in-law wasn't going to turn out well. So he says to Laban, Laban, you've given me two daughters. I've actually made you a lot of, of money. Maybe it's time for us to part ways so I can raise my own family and you keep on with yours. And they settled on a deal. You've read this. Jacob says, why don't you keep all the sheep without blemish? I'll take everything with spock marks and specks and, and, and stripes. And then Jacob, after having said that, he goes and he takes these trees and he strips the bark. He takes sticks and he puts notches in them and he puts it in the trough where the, where the animals graze and drink. Now we as God's sheep should pay attention because this is how we reproduce. The Bible says that as a sheep came to, to drink, they saw these striped and, and pockmarked sticks that they began to mate in that area and all the sheep were reproducing in majority were the ones with stripes and, and, and spots and, and basically patterned sheep. The watering hole is a place of reflection. We reproduce what we see. We reproduce what we put in front of our eyes. Which links to even the things that we imagine. Imagination is powerful. Because we were born in the imagination of God. 
We were made in the image of God. How we imagine affects what we create. What do you see for your lives? What do you see for your church? What do you see for your family this year? What are you imagining? Are we anticipating for the worst or are we anticipating for the promise? What are we holding in front of our eyes? Are we holding a negative model for what we don't want to become? Or are we holding a the 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 Pure model of what God gave us of what we are to become. You know how some people they hold a negative model in front of them, they said, I never want to be that. Unfortunately, that's what they've been looking at the whole time, so guess what? We produce what we keep in front of our eyes. Change that image. That's our seeing. Let's check our ears. Luke 8.18 Consider carefully how you listen. In the, in the similar, in the same parable, but spoken in another gospel in Mark, it says, take heed what you hear. How you hear, what you hear, will affect what you receive. Whoever has whatever truth has been spoken to you, if you receive it, you're going to gain more. This one's crazy. And even what he thinks, what he imagines, what he thought he had, even that will be taken. What do we do with what we hear? What do we do when the Lord speaks? You see, the responsibility is placed on the one who hears. Whether you have more or less is up to you. To him has more, more will be given. That's good news. Because we have. So this year, we expect more. We expect more. The, the, even if it's little that God gave me, by the end of this year, I'm going to have more than this. Now, Hebrews 5, 11 to 14. Concerning him, we've got way more to tell you but because it's, so, it's hard to explain. It's hard to explain not because it's hard to explain. It's hard to explain because you're dull of hearing. Because by this time, you should be teaching this stuff. But because your ears are plugged, it's not getting through to your heart, you're still drinking milk. Verse 13, For everyone who partakes only of milk is not accustomed to the word of righteousness, for he is an infant. So our hearing stunts our growth. If, are you, the question earlier was, are you growing? Are you maturing? Last year, January, are you still the same person as you are this year, spiritually? Has your capacity for the presence increased? 
Has your capacity to respond and see through the Father's eyes increased? Have we grown? If not, check your ears. But solid food is for the mature who, because of practice, have their senses trained to discern good and evil. Oh, now we're back to the senses. This is referring to our sensory organs. Imagine if your eyes, your physical eyes, your ears, your nose can sense and discern whether something is good or evil. We do it with our ham. We do this with the food in our fridge. But I know of, of stories of people where they can smell and know they discern whether this is good or not. We've been in rooms where all of a sudden we sense a smell of, uh, of incense. And like, oh, God is here. Or sometimes we feel a wind. Our senses, I strongly believe, a sense, a, a sign of maturity of recognizing good and evil is also not just through spiritual senses, but our physical senses. How do you discern good? Once you've tasted good, you know what's not. We were in Hawaii. And people brought us to the best Chinese food. Unfortunately, they never tasted good. It was the pinkest neon barbecue pork I've seen in my life. And they're like, this is so good! Honestly, once you've tasted good, no one can tell you what's not good. How do you discern spiritual good? When you're in the presence of God and you've tasted God, you know anything that is not of God is not good. You, you can hear a word, you can hear reasoning and go, not, oh, that's not God, that's humanistic. It doesn't taste like chicken. Once you've been in the presence, anything that is demonic or evil, you taste it and you're like, that is not God. And our discernment this year is, let's not focus on what is, is not God, let's focus on what is God. Don't spend your time training to discern different types of evil. Discern what is God and know this is evil. That's going to save us a lot of time in arguments. We can reason and make it feel right, but in the presence, if it's not God, it, it's, there's no argument. Dull of hearing. Dull means sluggish. Slow to respond. And if you have dull responses, you can't anticipate, you can't respond to the situation quick enough. For indeed, we have good news preached to us. 
But the word they heard, literally another word for dull of hearing. This is the same word in what we read in Hebrews 5.11. The word of God did not profit them because it was not united by faith with those who heard. Basically, the word came through the ear, it tried to go down to the heart, but the heart didn't respond. And because the heart didn't respond, it didn't activate, it did not produce action. So dullness of hearing is easy to detect. You don't actually have to shine a light into the ear. You just look, if you can, if the heart is unresponsive, the ear was dulled. If you were supposed to be an adult, but you're still an infant, that's a disease. But there's actually remedy. We'll get there. Heart. Warm up that stethoscope. Is that what it's called? Warm it up. Place it on our heart. Here's a little English Latin lesson. And French. French word for heart is cur. cur. And that's in English why we say take courage. take courage Don't be disheartened, discouraged. There's more. Latin is the, the, the word for heart is core. And that's why we call the heart and center of the earth the earth's core. Or the apple core. Or if I'm warm hearted to someone, I'm cordial. And when you walk in one accord, you're walking in one heart. And discord is a part heart. And when you memorize something on your heart so you can re- recall it by heart, it's record. It's again heart. I don't know how you translated it, but that's amazing. That's why in Proverbs, the wisdom is bind it on your heart so that you can record it on your heart. Isn't that cool? And even in this um, activation, in this prophetic, what we are really doing is learning the Father's heart so that we can speak what God speaks through a heart of love. And if you just go, like, look in the concordance, any Bible thing, you, like, you look up guard your heart, guess what it's related to? Our heart, there are many portals to our heart. And yes, our eyes and our ears are directly linked to the health of our heart. We can go there, but I want to skip back to the original. Original back in Genesis. When God planted the tree of knowledge in the middle of the garden. 
You know what he said? Genesis 2, verse 8. God made all kinds of trees grow out of the ground, trees that were pleasing to the eye. Oh, and good for food. The first sense that God made was through the portal of the eye. This is how you know I am good. Look at the beauty of that tree. It would please you. Then you would know that it would taste good. I thought it was the other way around. Well, for men, it's more like taste and see that the Lord is good. But God's original intent, here's how I'm going to get to my creation. I'm going to get to their heart through their eyes. This is how they will know that I, the Father, am good because I'm going to put something pleasing to their eye. Oh my goodness, that's our strength is our weakness, because what did the serpent do? Eve, take a look at this. Again, through the eye. It's interesting when you eat a meal without your eyes. It's um the whole thing of appetizing. Appetizing is not to appease your tongue. Appetizing when you someone something looks appetizing, it's actually appeasing your eyes. And a lovely family member from here. Uh, gave my wife and I a date at the restaurant dark table. It is quite a experience. It's a frustrating experience if you can't get food in your mouth. And it's so frustrating when you put something in your mouth, you're like, what is that? I can't tell what I just ate. Even some of us, if we go to a too dimly lit a restaurant, the mood is great, but you can't see your food. It kind of, what is this thing I'm eating? There's something about our eyes that allows us to see His goodness. How does this all go together? Matthew 5, 8. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see God. And this verse was imp- uh, impressed on me as, as one of the verses of the year. I pray that the eyes of your heart might be enlightened. So that you will know the hope of his calling, the riches and glory of his inheritance, the surpassing greatness of his power toward us who believe. Maybe, maybe it wasn't that one. But. And then, remember the story of, of Jacob when Joseph planted the silver cup in Benjamin's sack of grain? And Joseph was testing his brothers, and finally Joseph had to reveal who he was, and now the whole family was being invited to Egypt. Genesis 45, We can back up one verse, verse 25. So they went up out of Egypt and came to their father Jacob in the land of Canaan, and the sons told Dad. Joseph is still alive. 
In fact, you would you can't imagine this, but he's the ruler of all of Egypt. And Jacob was dull. He was stunned. He did not believe. He was not moved. But 27, when they told him everything, what Joseph has said, that's hearing. And when he saw the carts that Joseph had sent, that's seeing. The spirit, the heart of his father was revived. These three are fully linked. Some of us, we may need to hear again, see again, in order for our heart to feel again. Now, in the Chinese translation, it is the polar opposite response of what the English says in verse 28. In the Chinese version, it's like, oh, the, the, the connotation is negative, and it's like, sure, whatever. Whatever you say, I'll, I'll, I'll participate. But the English, somehow the spirit of it was entirely different. And Jacob says, I'm convinced. I'm moved. My ears hear, my heart hears, and my heart's responding. I'm activated. And the invitation was leave your belongings behind. Because the best of all of Egypt is is available to you. And I believe we spoke this, but we're going to speak this again over our body, over every individual. Leave your belongings behind. Because the best of what the land has to offer is available to you. And we say we will not be like the old Jacob that says, whatever, or even worse than that, he was stunned, he didn't even believe. The Chinese literally says his heart was frozen, was cold. But as we move into this new season... Our ears, our eyes, our hearts are all linked and responsive. Our senses will be heightened physically and spiritually. A mini mini testimony, not to boast, but to plant a seed that this is happening. In the beginning of this year... All four members in my family had vivid dreams that we believe the Lord spoke to us through. Because I don't think, uh, like, Emiya is familiar with some of these Bible stories of the feast. He comes, she comes running onto her bed and says, I had a dream last night. And, and she began to relay... Her dream and Carmen and I were like, that's God speaking to us. Oh. Six, going on 16. <laughs> this is available. This is available. Our senses, even you can feel, sometimes as you're sitting there, you can feel the presence of God. Let's learn to cultivate that. Ho, Philippians 4. So with what weapon should we use to guard our heart? I'm seeing a sword 
Remember, God set a flaming sword to guard the way to the tree of life. Right? That, that flaming sword was to guard the core of the garden because its tree was at the center of the garden. Huh. There's a flaming sword that God can release that can guard the heart. Rejoice in the Lord always. It's so important, I'm going to say it again, rejoice! Let your gentleness be evident to all. For the Lord is near. Don't be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer, petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. I've underestimated the power of peace. Often in a hostile situation, I bring my weapons. But it's the God of peace that will crush Satan. And the peace of God that will guard your hearts. Peace is a deadly weapon against the enemy. Peace is what is used to demolish enemy strongholds. That is what is going to crush the enemy is not power, not might, but peace. So if there's turmoil coming to your heart, the peace of God, the peace of God, the presence let it settle. In our relationships, I discern something in my family member that is not good instead of running in with a sword of the Spirit. Or some other kind of spiritual weapon. Let's try bringing peace. Demolish and crush the enemy. Finally, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, lovely, healthy teeth, Excellent. Praiseworthy. Keep these in front of our eyes. Think about these things. Imagine these things. What we spend our time reflecting on is what we reproduce because we all like sheep. Don't need to say more, but if you want to further look at this, the last few churches in Revelation, the instruction for them is to buy eye salve for their eyes, check their heart, check their hearing. Because ultimately, what are we anticipating for? We are anticipating His coming soon. 
Yes, we anticipate the great move of God. Yes, we anticipate these promises. But all of this is to get the bride ready so that we can anticipate His coming. And that's why the message to the last churches was, Hey, check your heart, check your eyes, check your ears, check your health. So that like Jacob, our cold heart can say, I'm convinced, I'm ready to move into the promised land that is what's been prepared for me. Let's pray. Ha, let's stand. So that uh, even awaken your senses. Father, we know your word is active and it's alive. I ask that that we would have that uh, increased sensitivity to feel it even alive in us right now. That you would awaken our senses. Our spiritual senses, our spiritual eyes, our spiritual ears. And at the same time, increase our physical senses. Speak to us through all the senses that you have given us. That there be an activation in our body. And now even Father, faith, hope, faith, for healing in our bodies even now. Father, the promise is that we would have testimonies of healing. So Father, we thank you. We do not anticipate worse health, but we anticipate full health. Father, release stiffness right now in Jesus' name. Stiffness. 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 Any stiffness in people's shoulders, God. Father, you'd release the stiffness even in our necks. Stiffness, God, that we would be able to respond. That as we anticipate, our body would follow. As, as we as you move, we move, that we would our, our spiritual bodies, beings would follow. Release stiffness in Jesus. Oh. Holy Spirit, we give you, we give you the right to do what you wish. We want to be people that will respond. Thank you, Father, for your word today. Let it continue to grow in our hearts. Spiritual health as well. Eyes, ears, and heart. heart. In Jesus' name. Amen.